0: Ladies and gentlemen, today we celebrated 30 years of the greatest character in the history of this business. I am a microphone messiah. On the line, I have a Canadian destroyer, Brandon BT. It's Sunday night Survivor Series. We just watched it. Um, w- w- what were your thoughts overall, bud? You know, n- neither of us are the Bulletcast champion. Congratulations to uh, Baby Hubert.
1: I was told that I tied. Where's my coin flip? <laughs> When I don't tie, I get a – you know. when you tie, you get a coin flip. But when whoa, I tie – Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. You know. You know. You know the rules. When you tie with the champion, champ retains.
1: This is a conspiracy theory against me.
0: Okay. Gee, oh, my God. Did so, you
1: count all of the matches? But not all the matches, just the ones that I won. Disregard the ones that I didn't win. If you do that, that I won.
0: It still comes up 4-4.
1: I don't know what you're talking
0: about.
1: Wow. I demand a recount. I'm going to, you know what? We're going to take this to the courts. We'll see what happens.
0: Whoa, whoa. whoa. All right. All right, number 45. Calm down. But so, I mean, what did you think of Survivor Series overall, Brandon?
1: Overall, it's pretty much what I thought it was going to be. It was a bunch of matches. There was no rhyme or reason behind it besides brand warfare. We didn't get a scoreboard. So they didn't like push it that hard that this really actually mattered. So they kind of like to the lead up, say, oh, you know, it's for brand supremacy. But then when it comes to it, it doesn't really matter. Wrestling was fine. Dumb finishes, as you uh, would expect. So we're going to go through all of it.
0: Yes, yes, we are. Uh, What is the first match?
1: Well, I would assume you're talking about the first match on the kickoff show, because that's what we do around here. We talk about the kickoff show. We have it. Well, we had a new 24-7 champion, and it is the gobbledygooker, the everyone talked about the undertaker debut in 30 years ago, but the gobbledygooker debuted on that exact same show. The disrespect shown to the gobbledygooker, not getting his or her their own sendoff. I mean, I think this is the biggest news of the night right here. Gobbledygooker new 24 seven champion.
0: I mean, on, on his 30 year anniversary with the WWE, he wins uh, the 24 seven title. I mean, that's well, you don't need a sendoff ceremony. You have that. Yeah,
1: until, until he got trapped with bird seed. and then Akira Tozawa pins him and then R-Truth attacks Akira Tozawa with Birdseed. So now R-Truth, we're back to where we started. Our truth is your 24-7 champion once again.
0: What is this, like 47, 48, something like that?
1: I don't know. But there actually was a match, a real match on the kickoff show, a dual brand battle royal. We're not going to go through all the participants, but uh Dominic thought. Dominic Mysterio thought he won. He eliminated thought he eliminated the Miz, but the Miz was under the rope, got out or was over the top rope, scurried his way back into the bottom rope and then got kicked out. So they did the, uh, you know, the finish we've seen a bunch of times that we love every single time. So getting off to a hot start with the crappy finish. The Miz is your winner in 12 minutes. And what does this mean? It means nothing, but the Miz will act like it meant something.
0: Uh, anytime the Miz wins, it means something. I mean, ten years ago today, the Miz beat Randy Orton for the WWE title. That's it. That's I mean, I you know what I mean? Same building, same day, same contract. I mean, you it it it, it writes itself, but it didn't happen, which I'm actually upset with.
1: Yeah, you, you, you hate to see it, but uh, let's get into the actual. Match in the actual show, we had uh, the five man traditional Survivor Series match. Team Raw: AJ Styles, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, Riddle, and Keith Lee, going up against Team SmackDown: Jay Uso, Baron Corbin, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and Otis. We had the first elimination being uh, Seth Rollins kind of giving himself up for the greater good, I guess. And then we're not going to get through all the different uh, eliminations here. But at the end, Raw gets a clean sweep. Jay Uso is the last one standing. Puts up a fight, but unable to at least get one pinfall or submission throughout. So Team Raw wins in about 20 minutes.
0: I gave it a B. I thought it was a pretty solid match.
1: I I mean, i got to agree. I think I'll maybe go with like a B minus. The match was fine. I picked raw to win mainly just because they actually had like a storyline going into the match and the storyline was they couldn't get on the same page beforehand but then when push came to shove they did the clean sweep they got it done now what does this mean afterwards maybe that means they all just kind of feud and take credit when aj styles is going to take credit for everything i don't know wrestling was fine but once again in all these matches What were they fighting over? It didn't mean anything. It was, they were having moves for the sake of moves. And I thought on this match in particular, it was, I mean, it could have been a lot better, but it also could have been a lot worse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought Jay would have, would have been the, uh, I mean, he was the sole survivor for his team until they lost, but I thought, okay, you know, he's been getting this nice little push. It just makes sense for him to get the win for his team and to make his cousin proud. But no, 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 no. Then you know, you see the segment with uh Roman dismissing Jimmy and telling Jay, nah, you let me down. You don't you do really want to see at the table, get out of here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, once again, more phenomenal work by Roman Reigns and the dynamic between him and Jay Uso adding Jimmy to the mix. I thought it worked out uh, very good. You know, I was thinking kind of on the same sides of you of maybe Jay could get like a win or you know, a you know, elimination, but it didn't happen. And uh, you know, that's fine. So uh moving on, they did Like switch up the announcing like throughout they had like different incarnations with Michael Cole, Tom Phillips, Corey Graves, Byron Sachs and everyone was just kind of intermingling flip flopping but the next match we had the tag team champions facing off the new day Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston with Biggie he led them to the ring in their gears of war get up but Biggie was not a ringside Uh, they took on the street profits Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins in the end, the Street Profits get the win in 14 minutes. Thought this was a really strong match. Maybe not the best that these uh, teams could have done, but thought it was a uh, solid work here by these two teams.
0: I thought this was excellent. I mean, high paced. I mean, uh, uh, Ford hitting a trouble in paradise. On uh, Kofi wore the white glove, threw it a little hee hee for 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 the king of pop. Uh, A lot lot of solid work here by both teams. Uh, I gave it a B plus. I thought this was very, very good. I'm like, okay, you know, the younger team got the win here. New Day, they, they don't need it. They didn't need the win. They could afford to take the loss. It all made sense.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give it a B plus as well. I thought the action was really good. You know, you could have done some sort of shenanigans with Big E. You know, whose side is he on? Is he going to side on SmackDown or is he going to be with his boys for the new day? But none of that happened. It was just a good, solid, straightforward wrestling match and uh, nice to see.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Uh, we get uh, shown both of the women's teams backstage talking to each other. Poor Lana out on the outside. We had Sami Zayn taking on Bobby Lashley. Battle of the IC champ in the US champ. Lashley wins in eight minutes for the majority of this match. It was Sami Zayn begging off, making excuses, saying his vertigo, trying to say that RV, or RVD MVP tripped him on purpose and trying to get him disqualified. But in the end he taps out to the Lashley locker. What what's what's his name called?
0: Of uh, the the Hurt Lock. The Hurt think, Lock. Yeah. Okay, so look, the the one time WWE doesn't do the most predictable thing that they do and have just interference galore. Really? Really? I you you would assume okay, uh, what the hell's R- retribution? They're coming out there. They're going to get involved. Sami Zayn is going to win. Y- you would think that was going to happen. I mean, but no, no, it didn't happen. The one time I actually wanted to see retribution. Doesn't happen.
1: Now, I, I didn't think like retribution was going to come out or anything like that. But this, the framing of it between these two wrestlers is pretty much what I thought it was going to be. Lashley, the big, bad, strong guy, straightforward. And then... Sami Zayn being the Weasley heel it is kind of puts not Lashley but just kind of the match in general in an awkward situation because I think the Hurt Business is supposed to be a heel but I think the way they came across and the way they carry themselves is like cool and badass and kind of baby ish so I think maybe this could be a step towards Bobby Lashley being a babyface or the Hurt Business as a whole turning babyface. face but uh, I mean this is what you kind of get with these Brand versus brand heel heel matchups. And uh, this, I think this, yeah, this was the only one that was straight up heel heel. So I think, you know, for the most part, it was just Sammy running around like a little scared puppy. But Bobby Lashley s- sort of squashes him, but uh, that's kind of what we thought was going to happen.
0: Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I give I, I, I what did I give it? I gave it, a, yeah, I give it a C. I'm very upset. Very upset by it all. Very
1: very upset so then we had that whole backstage interaction with uh, the usos and roman then we get the women's match sasha banks and oscar champion versus champion sasha wins in only about 10 minutes but uh, they trade a lot of different locks you know submissions uh they trade uh roll-ups but sasha rolls up oscar For the or yeah, for the win, 10 minutes, you know, these women definitely could have gotten longer, could have been a really good match. But I think for what they worked, for what they were given, I thought they worked really well. Asuka losing here was a little bit of of a surprise for me, but I think Sasha fresh off the championship win, giving her a win here, albeit not fluky, but it wasn't a definitive win against Asuka. I thought it was nice to see Sasha getting the win here.
0: Again, the one time where you think there's going to be interference, Carmella's been attacking her all these weeks. She just decides not to do it on the pay-per-view. Come on, come on, really,
1: really. And I am perfectly fine with this. We're going to talk about distraction and crappy finishes at the end. So I'm I'm glad that in these matches that there was no terrible, you know, distraction finish.
0: I mean, all in all, I thought this was very solid, good work by the by both women. Sasha finally got her, her, her victory over Asuka. And Asuka, you know, she didn't need you. She could afford a loss here. I gave it a B plus. I give it a B for Banks for the blueprint. Yes, sir.
1: I'll give it a B as well. I mean, this is kind of like a cop-out finish because it's, you know, the roll-ups and everything like that. But I enjoyed it. I thought the wrestling was good. And because there was no distraction, crappy finish, it also gets some added bonus points for that. As well, we get uh, the announcers talking about the kickoff show uh, with the Miz and Dominic Mysterio. We go backstage. That's where the gobbledygooker Gooker unfortunately lost his twenty four seven championship. And this I, is the forty fifth reign for our truth. This twenty four seven champion. So there you go. He is forty five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. Oh man, he'll be he'll be he'll be Big Joe coming up in a couple weeks. He'll be Big Forty Six.
1: Uh, then we get the women's traditional Survivor Series tag team match. Team Raw, Nia Jack, Shayna Baszler, Lana, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce going up against SmackDown's Bailey, Bianca Belair, Ruby Riott, Liv Morgan, and Natalya. The women go back and forth for a little bit. Lana tries to uh, wrestle. She was okay. And then Nia Jack scalds her, tells her to stand on the... Uh, steps like a, a good little girl and then she does that her makeup's all messed up she's kind of crying but not really uh then we kind of just go back and forth we get some some submissions i are i think the big one here would be that peyton royce is the one that pinned who did she pin that thought was quite a surprise in this she pins bailey i think that was kind of a and pretty straightforward to a br- pretty like you know, she pins her, she hit her move and she wins. Anything you wanna react to that?
0: Um uh, I, I was I was a little shocked. I by it. I mean, Bailey she's won so much over the past year and it, I mean it's not a singles uh loss, so it doesn't really hurt her all that much. And I mean for Peyton to just hit the uh the final cut or the final reckoning as Dustin Rhodes like to call it. I was like, Okay, cool, that that was decent. Uh Bianca Belair, she was the standout in this. I mean, flipping galore. I wanted her to do her uh, hair whip thing, but she she didn't do that because I mean, she did Shayna Baszler, so they have history there. They used to battle over the NXT woman's Title. Um, Natty, she she was a she was a standout in this as well. I thought uh, she should have gone farther in the match, but all in all, I was right. I I, I should have won the title just for this alone. I knew I knew Lana was going to be the sole survivor. I knew it. I knew it. I didn't know how we were going to get there, but I knew it.
1: Yeah. So as I said, I mean, Bailey kind of surprisingly getting knocked out of this match kind of early, but Bianca Belair, I think was kind of the standout and the person they wanted to focus, especially on the SmackDown side. So they kind of trade wins back, eliminations back and forth. And then it's Bianca Belair, sole survivor going up against the tag team champs, Nia Jack, Shayna Baszler, and uh, Lana just standing there on the ring steps. Uh, We get Shayna Baszler choking out Bianca Belair. She gets on the ropes. Shayna doesn't let go of the whole, so she gets disqualified. Naya and Bianca go back and forth. They get both counted out. And while Naya or while Lana is just standing there on the ring steps, she is the sole survivor, Philip,
0: I told you, I told you. Yeah, sir. Yeah,
1: So I, I understand like what they're trying to do here. Like, Oh, it's cute. Lana like lucked her way into being the sole survivor. But I thought there was like, if you, you can get there like so many different ways of like alana actually like achieving something but the like i assume lana is supposed to be the baby face in this situation but yet every time she tries she fails miserably and she keeps thinking she's entitled and thinking that she's better than she actually is and then she's out there at the very end she didn't do anything and yet she's just like saying i'm the survivor i blah 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 like she actually accomplished something with this like who like who are we supposed to are we supposed to like be like yeah lana you showed all those doubters that you are actually good
0: uh i mean i, I look at it like this lana you know hmm, how how do i want to put this i mean it, it, I, I haven't seen her chronicle yet or whatever right but i mean people would like oh you're bad you're the worst but i mean she she has achieved some success she has gotten slightly better in the ring. I, I I don't know how I want to put this, man. I really don't.
1: Um, we're, we're on the After Hours podcast. You can say it however you want. Oh, damn. Bullet cast after dark.
0: Oh, Jesus. Um, Is Lana the best wrestler in the world? No, absolutely not. We're not going to sugarcoat anything here. But look, hey – once you get some success, you're gonna brag about it. Hell, I'm ten years from now. I'm probably gonna be the guy that was like, "Hey, I interviewed Kelly Kelly that one time. I had Chris Van Vliet on the show. I hung out with Chris Jericho." You know, she, she's probably gonna be one of those people get a little bit of success and run with it for the rest of her career. That's just what's gonna happen here. Now, is this actually gonna lead to anything? I don't know. On hell, put the title on her. Let's you you want to really shock people? Put the title on her. Go ahead and do it. So she Is she
1: going to, like, luck her way into the championship, like beating Asuka? Was Yo, hey, there,
0: there's a real story you could tell there. Maybe this is the beginning of a long-term story, Brandon. She lucks her way into victories. What, Bro, what if she wins the Royal Rumble?
1: She's like the opposite of Eva Marie. She lucks her way into victories instead of lucking her way out of actually wrestling.
0: Yeah, what, bro, what if she wins the Rumble? Could you imagine? Hey, The internet might eat her alive for that one.
1: Oh, and she beats Asuka clean in the middle of the ring in like 10 seconds. Bro, so,
0: style. so, so next, next, next pay-per-view is what TLC, right? Asuka and Lana in a tables match. That's the, she looks, she looks into it. She looks, she looks into the woman's title.
1: As I said, like, I understand where they're like, where they're coming from, but just the way they're trying to do it and the way they're trying to portray Lana, it just, it's not very good. It it's, it's terrible. And it's like, oh, look, we're cute. We did this little angle where Lana wins, but she didn't actually win. But yeah, so feel good for her and cheer her, I guess. But yeah, it, not not the best. Well, I'm going to give this a C plus. The women, you know, God bless their souls. They, they worked really hard. I thought the match, I think this was kind of the pinnacle of Survivor Series. The wrestling was really good. We didn't care about who won and who lost. The reason why they're fighting didn't really matter. And yeah. I give it a B. There you go. High praise for, from Philip there with the B grade. Next uh, so, match, I gave an A. Uh, Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman takes on Drew McIntyre, universal champ versus a WWE champ. And Roman Reigns gets the win in about 25 minutes. They go back and forth, have a hell of a match. No interference whatsoever. They're you know having a great match. And then we get a ref bump. We get Jey Uso. We get a low blow and then Roman Reigns wins and he is the head of the table, the big dog, the tribal chief, everything you want to say. Philip, what do you think of the match?
0: Like I said, I gave it an A. I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, they, they did start to work at higher pace. Uh, there, there was a rough bump, of course. Um, what else happened? The, the table spot, the, the barricade break. Uh, Jey Uso eh, he needed to do that for his cousin or else he's going to get kicked out of the family. I understand why he did that. Low blow, super kick. I mean, they made Drew look strong. He looks strong in defeat. That's okay. That's okay for most guys to do. I mean, the other times Roman has beaten Drew, he hasn't ever looked this strong, so it's fine. Roman won as he should have. He doesn't need to lose yet. When he loses, it needs to matter because you know what? When you beat Roman Reigns, you're getting the rub from the guy that uh, beat a, beat the Undertaker, broke him down so bad they had to get his hip replaced. You you get the rub from the guy that took the Universal Title off of Brock Lesnar a couple years ago. You know you get the rub from from the guy that gave Braun Strowman his first loss. You know so Roman needs to keep getting these wins and keep uh, lining them up and knocking them down.
1: I agree that Roman should have won this match. I really enjoyed the wrestling. I loved. You know, the first, I mean, it was a little slow at the beginning, but I think it really did pick up in the back half of the match. But then the finish, I'm not saying, like, the finish just completely took me out of it and, like, made the match terrible, by any means. But I think it's just one of those instances where WWE does so many distraction, crappy finishes that it just kind of takes my, it takes its toll on me that if they didn't do, like, this kind of finish for, like, every match on Raw, every match on SmackDown, hell, it's even leaked into NXT at this point, that I just have... I kind of roll my eyes and it's like when AEW does it, they don't do it all that often. So at least when they do it, New Japan doesn't do it all that often. So when they do it, it actually kind of matters. But then when WWE does it, when they've done it, they'll do it for the opening match on Raw or main event or something. But yet when they want us to feel, you know, really angry at them or for Roman for, you know, getting out of this match like that, they want us to get all worked up and it's just that's not exactly how it works.
0: I mean, I, I liked it. I, I thought it was fun. I really did. Like I said, gave the match an A. I dug it. I dug it, man. And
1: I give it a minus. Great wrestling, crappy finish. Mm. Which is to be expected when you have these two guys who you don't want to lose, but somebody has to. It's the problem with Survivor Series. Uh,
0: I mean, is there really a problem with Survivor Series?
1: big problem but this does you know wet one's appetite for if this were to be a main event of wrestlemania or a much bigger match with higher stakes somewhere later on down the road it shows you these two could do something special
0: unification match what oh boy can we just do can we just do that at wrestlemania unify the tag titles the woman's titles and the, and the two main titles can we do that
1: i'm all for unifying the titles the less titles the better
0: the the U.S. and I.C. they can stay separate though that's fine.
1: All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what
0: happened after this?
1: Well, after the match, we had a little embrace by uh, Jey Uso because you know helped his helped his brother out or his cousin. Uh, but the final segment, the final happenings on Survivor Series was the Undertaker final farewell. We had Mike Rome stand in the middle of the ring, and he introduced a cavalcade of legends. And Shane McMahon. Uh, we had Shane McMahon, Big Show, JBL, Jeff Hardy, Mick Foley, Phineas and Henry Godwin, Savio Vega, Rikishi, Kevin Ash, Booker T, Shawn Michaels, Rick Flair, Triple H, and his brother Kane.
0: Um, I I pop for Savio Vega. Hey, I pop for The Godfather. Come get on the whole train. Pimping ain't easy. Uh we, we got some got some fan mail. You, you want to send some fan mail right now? Hit me with it. Uh Dan. Hey, guys, what's your favorite Undertaker match? Mine is WrestleMania 14 versus Kane. It was so cool to see those two monsters clash. Loved every minute of it. Hashtag 30 years of the dead man. Hashtag thank you, Taker. Um, I mean, come on, man. It's the greatest match ever. I, I say it to death on this show. You people should already know this. This. 25 WrestleMania 25th anniversary, him and Shawn. I'll give you some more though that I like from Taker. Um, oh WrestleMania 23 with uh, Batista. That's a real that's a that's a really good one. You know the the end of an era um, match with uh, Triple H from WrestleMania 28. That was that was a fantastic one. That was damn good. The casket match from Survivor Series 2008. I thoroughly enjoyed that. One night stand. What is that? 2008 where Taker takes. That insane bump on a ladder in the ring through all those tables on the outside. Love those matches.
1: Uh, I will say that I will, you know, agree with you that 25, 26, those matches with Shawn Michaels, probably, you know, the best Undertaker matches that there are. But maybe my personal favorite would be that end of an era match, the Hell in a Cell with Triple H, Shawn Michaels. It, I mean, it was a fantastic match. Don't get me wrong, but just kind of the personal memories I have from it, kind of one of the, I think it was like my first WrestleMania that I that I watched live after coming back for watching wrestling. I thought, you know, fantastic match. But some other matches, you know, the, the wars or the war, I guess, in Hell in a Cell that uh, Brock Lesnar had with The Undertaker, just bloody gory all over the place. I'm a big fan of uh, American Badass Undertaker. Maybe my favorite incarnation of the Undertaker, just because that's the one I saw as a kid. Don't get me wrong, love the Dead Man, but uh, I-, I like me some America Badass.
0: All right, all right, Jack of all trades. This is a long one. Are you ready? Ooh. All right, the Prince of Darkness, the Phenom, the Dead Man, the conscience of the WWE. Thank you for 30 years of incredible moments in matches. My favorite moment was Survivor Series 1991 when he beat Hogan for the title. And as far as a match, WrestleMania 28, the end of an era, he and Hunter went to war that night. It's been a wild ride. Thank you, Taker. There will never be another uh, dead man walking. You've done it now. Gone and made a big mistake. But the end is now. This is going to be your judgment day. Hashtag thank you, Taker. That was great. That was, that was, a, that was a really good email, man. I like that. I like that. Any any thoughts on that?
1: Uh, no, I mean, just uh, says it perfectly. All the different uh, things Undertaker's done. 30 years, you know, different incarnations. And for the most part, they all worked out.
0: All right. Alfie Lewis. Hey, yo, Roman out here putting on badass performances since his return. My pick for wrestler of the year, don't at me.
1: I mean, uh, definitely comeback of the year or whatever, if you want to put something like that, because Roman – Let's be honest, WWE, not very good right now, but Roman is doing, like, the best work of his career and maybe the best thing we've seen in WWE in quite a while.
0: Absolutely. Hootie Who 420. Hootie Who. Uh, He says, The Undertaker uh, bloody scared me as a child. Thank you, Dead Man. It's been an incredible ride. Lots of memories. What's your favorite Taker moment? Moment? I don't know if...
1: I can't really like think of like a moment. Uh, well, I guess I can't go with the moment. It, it's back to that hell in a cell end of an era match. The, I say greatest kick out of all time, super kick into the pedigree. Legit thought that that was the, uh, the moment the streak ended, but it was not.
0: I think me, I got to see him live. My first wrestling show I ever went to, it was, uh, it was February. What? Like ninth, uh, 2009. It was at the Oracle arena. Um, Hey, that entrance, like in an arena, it, it, it lives up to the hype, man. I mean, as Orton's making his way uh, into the ring, you start to see the smoke come and then the lights go out and then the gong hits and then the purple and blue lights come and then you see this, this figure emerge from the darkness and the smoke and it's so om- ominous. It's the Undertaker making that walk down to the ramp like he's done for 30 years and it's just... It, it it's something special, spectacular. I mean, I know like the the WrestleMania entrance like you got to see, and people have seen them on like massive stadiums like that. But there's something about just being in an intimate arena, seeing that entrance. Like there's something about it that's just it 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 it, it takes your breath away.
1: And I was at, I was at WrestleMania 31 against Bray Wyatt, kind of the forgotten undertaker match i mean everyone they'll talk more about the shimick McMahon at 32 than his actual kind of return from the streak being over at 31 and i mean i have some mixed emotions about it i mean obviously it was cool to see the undertaker first time ever i saw him you know i was able to see a wrestlemania match he won come back from the streak all that uh you know but i mean after what happened at 30 he Kind of wasn't looking all that hot. And it was an outdoor uh stadium at WrestleMania on the West Coast. So it wasn't exactly pitch black. It was kind of twilight. So he kind of got the same, you know, effect to it. But I think as I think it would be kind of cooler to get that, whether it's in a stadium or in the arena, kind of full dark uh, you know, atmosphere of the Undertaker entrance. All right. Last
0: one in Brightest Day X.
1: Mr. X. Hey,
0: he's sorry be- for Joe
1: Burrow. You know, had to bring it up, but uh oh, prayers up.
0: He's going to be sending us something and I think it's going to be a very, very special. All right. He says, it's weird how time flies in one way. It seems like a blink of an eye 30 years of the undertaker has passed yet in another, it's been a long, amazing road full of great memories in my book. The undertaker is the greatest character of all time and there will never be another like him. Thank you, taker. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Absolutely, man. I mean, Thank you, Taker. I mean, when when the bell tolls, you you know hell's about to be, uh, break loose on whoever's in that ring because you know the dead man's going to be going to work. Uh, let's wrap up the Taker farewell, though.
1: Yeah. So the actual farewell, all the legends came out. They go uh, to a video package with the Metallica song that we heard at the uh, the Boneyard match, and then we get the we get the video package. Vince McMahon comes out or is standing there in the middle of the ring. All the legends. And Shane McMahon were gone. Didn't see them ever again. But uh, Vince cuts a nice little promo and he introduces the Undertaker. We get uh, some cool visual effects. Oh, God. Philip, did your uh, your lights go out? The Undertaker showed up. What's going on here?
0: The dead man cometh. The dead man cometh. Oh, Jesus.
1: I got a little scared there for a second. Your <laughs> electricity went out. The podcast was going to go to hell.
0: No, 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 no. We're back. We're, we are back. We're back. We
1: are back. Anyway, so you don't just...
0: consider Shane McMahon a legend.
1: Hold on. Oh, you got it the second time I said it.
0: You don't consider Shane McMahon a legend. I kid. I joke. I mean, King of the Ring one I mean, he, he's
1: a WWE Hall of Famer, but yet everyone else is. I Wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? Shane, Mc... Shane McMahon is a WWE Hall of Famer. They, I said it. Is he
0: in the Is he in the Hall of Famer? No, he's in the Hall of Fame.
1: He's a future WWE Hall of Famer.
0: Yo, that's interesting. If the McMahons put themselves in there, that'd be that'd be that'd be a new one. (laughs) So what else happened at this?
1: Uh, You know, we get the cool ring entrance. We have like an an EDM version of the Undertaker song. We get some lasers doing the the first couple chords. Uh, And then the gong hits. We get the real Undertaker theme. He walks out fire, you know, the whole nine yards. We get uh, the Undertaker goes to the corner. He has his little whatever scissor lift. It did kind of ruin the illusion because we actually did see the scissor lift. But I I remember as a kid, he I what was it, WrestleMania 21 where he kind of rolled out, and I thought that was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. I thought he was actually doing it. I I was just a stupid little kid back in the day, but that's another Undertaker memory for you guys out there. Uh, so Taker does the whole shtick, comes out, uh. He's, he's full get-up, full character. He says, for 30 on, long years, I've made my slow walk to the ring and laid people to rest time and time again. And now it's my time to uh, rest in peace. That's pretty much all he said. He looked genuinely choked up. We get uh, some silence. Uh, we get Paul Bear's voice. We get a virtual hologram Paul Bear. Undertaker uh, kneels and oh yeah! li- lifts, lifts the hand up to pay respects. And then we get uh, 10 bells, 10 gongs. I assume that is either for uh, Paul Bear or just everyone. The, that he's laid to rest or his career itself. And he just kind of walks off.
0: Another, another moment that it reminded me when the light went out here. So it's like the same night as they do that Paul Bearer, like tribute on Raw, right? Like 2000, was that 2013? Yeah. Uh, my junior year of high school, right? So I'm I'm in my house and my mom doesn't like the Paul Bear voice. She thinks it's creepy. So I do it. I'm like, oh, yes. Legit, my lights cut out in my house. I look outside my whole block, pitch black. Coincidence? We could say, you no, know, just, Oh, just a power outage. But I mean, come on. I mean, the Lord of darkness, a mortician doing the gimmick. I don't know. I don't know. We don't, we, we, we don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess this, I thought something was going to happen, man. I mean, people have been speculating. Oh, the fiend has to show up or something, you know? Maybe AJ would 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 show up, and that would lead to you know a, a traditional in ring match because AJ is this general he's the closest uh, to Sean in this current uh, generation of performers. But I guess not. I guess this is truly it, you know? Um, if if this is it, Brandon, I mean, what are your thoughts on take Re- really hanging him up?
1: I had a lot of mixed emotions with this segment. I mean, Undertaker, absolute legend. Should he hang it up? Absolutely. I mean, let's be honest. He, he probably should have hung it up a long time ago, but I mean, just kind of, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of him. Just like after the entrance, he just kind of sits there and they're trying to fake the crowd atmosphere with a thank you, take your chance and the clapping and everything like that. Like I understand it for like a little bit, but I did feel it was kind of, it was dragging a tad bit. I'm an Undertaker, stating character the entire time. I think as he should. He never did anything like that on TV, so kind of keep it the same. And then he leaves a little anticlimactic. I wasn't like expect- expecting like an all-out angle per se, but I think I was maybe expecting maybe a little bit more from the Undertaker in terms of like maybe saying something or you know maybe like a moment with all the other legends or something like that. But and also the fact that he's been in the business or he's been in WWE for 30 years, had one of, you know one of the greatest careers of all time, and yet. He has to quote unquote, hang them up in front of no one, which sucks. I know it's the times we're in WWE needs to sell network buys and, you know, it's something to do survivor series it 30 years later, it's apropos poetic justice, but I just kind of wish for his sake and for the fans sake that he actually gets like a real send off in front of fans, maybe at next year's survivor series. I don't know. Or WrestleMania.
0: Maybe, maybe by the time I think put him in, like, let us miss him a little bit. Don't do the, oh, they're retired, and then they put him in the next year. Like, 2022, 2023, when we're for certain fans, will be back in venues and stuff. Then you can put him in the Hall of Fame, you know? Especially if there's, like, a WrestleMania going back to Texas. That's the perfect year to put him in, actually. You know? In a couple of years, if there's a WrestleMania in Texas, that's where he's from. It's where he got to start. It, it just makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think
1: especially because next year's Hall of Fame is going to be squished with two uh, – whatever terms or classes put together. I think you want to have actually, the undertaker, no. like maybe just have undertaker that be the only person in there.
0: I hope that dude, like I hope they don't like do extra people. Like the class that was supposed to go in this year, just push them back to next year. I, th- I think that's absolutely fine. I, I don't think we need a whole bunch of other people just going in. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, overall, I thought the I thought it was like a cool moment. I thought it was everything like surrounding the Undertaker, the package, all the legends and stuff was really cool. I just thought like maybe I was maybe like expecting or looking forward to maybe a little bit more from the Undertaker himself.
0: Absolutely, man, one hundred percent. Well, guys, that's gonna wrap it this up for Survivor Series recap twenty twenty. Uh, Brandon, what, what's your uh, what's your overall grade, brother?
1: I think overall grade. I think I'll give it like a B maybe leaning towards a B minus. I thought the wrestling there was nothing wrong with the wrestling. I thought the wrestling was fantastic but just no story, nothing really to like why they were wrestling. Luckily, you know, the main event with the uh, Roman and Drew was, you know, fantastic, really strong stuff that kind of lifted the grade for me personally. So, overall, you know, nothing was really wrong with it, but nothing, you know, really meant anything either.
0: Absolutely, 100. Uh, percent Yeah, I think I'll give it give it a B as well. Uh, Undertaker, thank you. 30 years of dominance. Uh, one of the greatest characters. I know the greatest character in the history of this business. Truly, seven-time world heavyweight champion. Uh, multiple other accolades. I mean, what 20, 25, and two at WrestleMania? That's 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 a hell of a record. I mean, before the streak was over, was it 21 and one? That's like a team winning the Super Bowl. 21 years in a row that's unheard of that's unprecedented you know what I mean so uh thank you take you're you're greatly appreciated enjoy the retirement brother it's been a hell of a ride that's gonna do it for Brendan and myself Thursday we come back with episode 199 and then the next week after that the biggest podcast that we have ever done in our entire broadcasting careers episode 200 we got some guests coming along Cindy's gonna be joining us again it's gonna be great tomorrow I am interviewing a former East Bay Pro heavyweight champion uh, he's also been a BTW United States champion. So that's, that's going to be a fun interview I'm doing uh, tomorrow. Thank you guys so much. Hope you enjoyed Survivor Series. Go watch some Taker stuff to celebrate 30 years of him in the business. Go watch the Broken Skull Sessions. It's two hours. I'm not even ha- done yet because it's, it's a long one. They, they go in-depth about a lot of stuff. Stay clean. Stay strong. Stay safe. Stay quarantined. Diamonds are forever. So is the microphone messiah.
1: This has been the Bullet cast thank you for listening.